Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using ladies' scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man your man could smell like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. I forgot about that commercial. I, I I heard it the other day, um, just in passing, from an old um, I don't know, I think an old YouTube video or something. And I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that. So I had to play it again because I, I thought I, I remember that that commercial. I thought I found it really I found it really funny and really creative and inventive. And and I don't know if anyone's ever been as creative or inventive since in regards to just doing the weirdest possible things to keep your attention on a 30 second commercial i won't be doing commercials normally on here trust me i, I don't want to uh, i don't intend to because hey they don't sponsor me but i, I just had to put it up there because i was like man that's i remember that i thought that was really funny uh even though I, I do have a youtube video that i have saved of commercials from 1996 that I'm going to probably watch soon, and I don't know, I may play some older commercials from the 90s and, you know, my entering my lifetime, um, just to see how it kind of lives up to current standards. Even though I haven't really seen too many commercials, except for when it's the Super Bowl, and then, the, you know, everyone's like, really, yeah, about commercials. So, anyway... That was that. Welcome. If you haven't figured this out yet, sorry, guys. This is the Online Friends Simulator, because you know what? Everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, a.k.a. The Other Guy. Uh, I am hopefully your friend, if anything, just a simulation of being your friend. I, I try. I'm a voice. I'm a disembodied voice on your phone or uh, other device. And... I try to help let you know that you're not alone in this crazy kind of unfriendly and a little, a little unnerving world we live in that where people are just constantly at each other's throats. And I know that I normally go on a little rant as if this is the first time everyone's heard this. And look, every episode is, uh, you know, the first episode for somebody, right? But I was just like, man, again, I look at, uh, my social medias and i think oh my goodness this is crazy <laughs> and if you're like me and maybe you are i hope you're listening to the simulator and thinking i don't want to be that person i don't want to be that one who has to isolate people who i just doesn't exactly think like i do i don't want to be that person who has to alienate folks in my life just because i feel like maybe they have one idea that doesn't mesh with mine or maybe even more whatever you feel like, hey, this person's been a great person to me. They've been a good friend. They've been there for me all my life or even new friends. Like this person, I can totally see the potential for them to be this amazing human being who will, you know, have my back and, and you know, support me or not even support, but like just, um, you know, just just be there for me when I need them. 
And to know that we have to kind of nitpick now based off of a percent of a percent of social media, because a percent of percent of social media is incredibly influential, apparently. I guess that's why you call them influencers, right? And, t- and getting people to just destroy their own lives as if it was or wasn't already hard enough or as it is living life in this crazy world. And we have people who are just like, yeah, hey, look, remember that brother you had? Well, he didn't do this, that, and the other thing. So uh, erase them from their, your life as if they haven't been a part of it for the entire time. Or, oh, hey, you know that girlfriend you have that you love so much and that you're willing to, you know, um, spend the rest of your life with? Well, yeah, they don't, they no longer uh, fit the criteria because of this this thing that has nothing to do with what makes a relationship successful. It's like, oh, okay. 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 So that's how we have, that's how we're going to do things. Oh, good. So anyway, I I always feel like I I do this weird, like over exaggerated explanation of what the simulator is. But again, you know, every episode, someone's first. Uh, okay. What's going on with me? First off, I just want to thank right cow left coast for providing the last two topics for the simulator. Uh, the, 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 you know, uh, how friendship is magic as well as, um, the power of leadership. Again, leadership. I don't know if you listened to it. I am very not sure about that. I have been put in leadership positions, but I'm not saying I'm very good at it. I'm not saying that I can tell people what to do and they'll listen to me. Uh, I don't know if I make the right decisions, but, um, I was given an opportunity to lead several times throughout my various different jobs, and I was always thankful that people felt that I have, was capable of it, um, that I was competent enough in what I was doing to, to take on that responsibility. So maybe I have some, but I don't – I mean, obviously, I'm not one now, so obviously, I, don't, I feel like maybe I, I don't have it in me, but, you know, whatevs. Um, and then another thing that's been going on, is I have accepted a challenge from Jay Caslow from the Introversion podcast. Uh, he was uh, mentioning these before movies, before sunset, before sunrise, before midnight. I believe those are the three films. It's a, it's a trilogy of films that I will be watching soon. I will watch all three because apparently they are very tied to introversion and love and romance and things like that as well as kind of the realities of it, given the um, review that he gave in his latest episode. So I'm like, okay, uh, they sound interesting. I mean, I will watch it 100%. It's on my to-do list. I hope to watch it sooner rather than later. I have a three-day weekend coming up, so I should be watching it. So, Jay, if you are uh, listening, I do intend to go ahead and uh, at least watch uh, one or two of them that that weekend. So there you go. And I'll have a review definitely on the, um, like, what's up with me segment of the simulator for sure. And, uh, I used to do like straight up review episodes on the simulator. So I might do that again. Uh, if I watch all of them over, over the span of three days. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, I definitely am going to go ahead and start watching those films. Um, cause they sound interesting. Uh, another thing is going on that um, people may be interested in is uh, we're getting closer and closer to finishing the short story anthology that I'm a part of. Uh, we're on uh, to more kind of peer reviews and stuff. So 
uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So it's, it's set to release in November. So I'm excited to be a published author in a few months. Uh, my short story, my rev- revised short story that I put out where I rewrote half the thing seems to be getting an okay review. I haven't read the review totally, but, um, I'm certain there'll be enough in there to tear me down and I'll be sad all over again. But the initial kind of like, I really enjoyed reading your thing. Oh, thank you. Well, of course, I think everyone says that. So we will see what happens. I, I, I am holding my breath a little bit, which is never a good thing. I'm going to take a, a bit of a sip here. Mm. I love a good beverage, especially late at night. So what are we talking about today? Uh, I will not be doing a uh, recommendation from Right Cow this week simply because I want to just, you know, spread it out a little bit. Um, I'll be doing one maybe next week. Who knows? Like I said, maybe I'll be even doing the review next week like I do these weekly. <laughs> I, I, may, I may be doing a review of the the before series or at least, again, like one or two of the movies instead. So we'll see what happens. But – I wanted to talk about something originally that I may have to also wait because the girlfriend takes precedence. Yeah, she had a recommendation that she wanted me to talk about because she was it, – it, it, it dealt directly with her and she thought maybe I could discuss kind of what may be causing some of the issues. And it does have to deal with friendship. It does have to deal with something I have been kind of avoiding talking about for the most part. Uh, and n- not because I didn't want to talk about it, but because I didn't really know how it connected to certain things. But this will connect to relationships, to uh, coworkers, to uh, family relationships, to to people who you're in a, in a uh, romantic relationship, stuff like that. So it, it's very apropos of the kind of topics and subject matter we cover here on the simulator. So we'll go ahead and get started with that. But first, let's go ahead and uh, do, let's see. Oh, boy. I wasn't ready. Here you go. Let's do this sounder right here to get us in the mood. Brace yourselves. The area of penetration will no doubt be sensitive. Oh, Spock. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, this <laughs> we're going to talk about isolation as a result of the COVID pandemic. Now... Look, whatever you feel about this pandemic, uh, everyone is suffering to some degree, whether you're pro or anti-vax. Oh, actually, he's not even again. I don't need, I feel like anti-vax is such a, an interesting term when I often see that the argument is, is like they just, you know, this particular vaccination they are, that people either feel they don't necessarily need or don't necessarily feel like it is, um, worth the risk. Which is, again, I don't know. Uh, feel free to throw stones at me, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know that many people would yell at me right now for me just being like, look, they, they got it. People have got to do what they got to do. I, I don't feel like putting a gun to people's heads and saying, you have to take this thing is necessarily the right thing to do. But again, it doesn't matter right at this moment. Forget all that, whether you're vaccinated or you're not, whether you've experienced COVID or not. People are suffering right now in the sense of like the governments and our, our society doesn't know what to do. 
what do you do with these people? What do you do with the people who are like this? What do you people do with the people who are like that? And nobody knows what to do. But the one thing that we have done, the one thing that we've been consistent with that's currently happening in, uh, in Australia and, and other countries, that's kind of that's happening in different parts of the United States. We lock down, we isolate, we keep people in their homes, we keep them uh, separate from the rest of the world because we don't want to spread a virus, which I get, right? I get. Whatever you think about this virus, at least I, at least you can understand, okay, whether you feel it's a severe one or not, I, you understand the goal of why people are doing it, whether you feel it's right or not. The, the reasoning makes sense. Um, it, it, and, and, oh, God. Anyway, I'm not going to walk, keep trying to walk that line for people. I'm like, well, you know, but I'm just saying, like, okay. You just have to be able to be open minded about that stuff. And hopefully, people will be open minded about what you're thinking as well. It all starts with you, right? It all starts with you. So here we are. We're in a position where we have found ourselves for over a year coming in and out of isolation we find ourselves like oh we can't move we shouldn't talk to people we don't see people's faces we don't interact we, we stay distant from each other we're doing everything that we're kind of biologically made to do right everything that's biologically in us as as a as a species to be social to be interactive to even though we're introverts we want to still make friends we still want to you know, still communicate with one another. We still want to go on dates and find, you know, a partner. We still want to do that stuff, whether we're extroverts or introverts. It doesn't matter where we are in that spectrum. All that matters is that, hey, we were told and we were put into these positions where we were left isolated. And there is no way, no way that hasn't affected us psychologically, mental, mentally. Um, I have seen different studies from different articles um, that, you know, a lot of, for instance, I have one here from the National Institute for, Re for Health Research, um, where they talk about mostly um, isolation in young people. That seems to be the, the focus right now. A lot of articles in the last eight months have been about young people and their effects, right? Uh, how there's have been more suicides, how have there, have there been more, um, uh, mental health breakdowns where there's more depression. There's more, um, there's just that need. A lot of people are just like, we need to socialize, especially a young people as a young person where you're at your, your peak of wanting to be around people. You know, they suffer. And so I found a lot of articles, and I wanted to talk about adults specifically, but unfortunately, I've been finding more and more articles about young people, adolescents, young adults, people in college, high school, elementary school, where wearing masks and being isolated and having that distance and having those barriers are negatively affecting them. You can find it here. Again, I have one here, National Institute for Health Research. I have another one from the public health, uh, Columbia.edu. Um, I had an, oh, where was the other one? Um, but yeah, um, the pandemic has had significant impact on the mental health of adolescents. While substance use has declined, social isolation has, social isolation has especially affected the mental health of girls. So, uh, this one did a study on Icelandic adolescents and North American, uh, behavioral and social scientists found that, uh, there was a significant de detrimental impact on adolescent mental health. Uh, especially in girls. 
Okay. Awesome. So, yeah, adolescents are getting infected. So are us. So are we people, us adults. Now, I can't count my Look, I'm going to give a disclaimer. I'm used to being alone. I remember when I went to college, I tried to beat the record of how long I didn't speak from the moment I woke up. Like, just throughout the day. And I've had a couple of days where 24 hours from the moment I woke up to the moment I went back to bed, I didn't say a word to anyone. I didn't say, I didn't speak to anyone. I was just like, because I never had need to, right? I go to class, I write my notes, you know. Uh, if we're not put into groups, I didn't have to say anything. If I didn't have to ask any questions, I didn't say anything. I just go in class, go, go, uh, go to the library. Spend some time there, take a nap, go get some food, go by next class, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I may not be the best person for this because I am okay not kind of isolating myself uh, during the last 12 years of when I was just going to work and going home. Uh, I spent a lot of time just not doing anything. During the pandemic, I was fine for quite a bit of time kind of just being on my own, not Oh, I take that back. I didn't have time. Dang, Nabbit, Dar- Martha. Uh, I met her at the beginning of near the beginning of the pandemic, and so I talked to her all the time, uh, almost every day for like a year. So, like, I, 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 the pandemic for me, I didn't have that same isolation. But before, but before the pandemic, I had isolation that was that was just prompted by nothing, <laughs> just by the fact that I didn't have any friends, you know, near me, and. You know, I was only doing a couple pod, excuse me, a couple podcasts. So I would go for days, just like in college, for days, more or less not talking to anybody, right? Because um, I used to be a person who drove around for work. And the most I would say is, hello, I need this. Okay, bye. Like, that's not real interaction. And that's not real, like, social, like, nothing. Because, you, you know, there's there's nothing to that. So I didn't talk, you know, like I didn't have like meaningful social conversations. I didn't connect with anybody. So, yeah. But I'm certain it affected me in some way. I'm, I'm certain it affected me in a, in, a, in a bad way. And here we go. Here we go. This is uh, from the you know, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. I'm only going to places that are like not news, you know, um, sites. I try to go to – I've been trying – to go to places that are like, well, look, here's just like here's the raw data. I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm not going to say, well, this is why. It's because these people over here are stupid or these people over here are dumb. I try not to go there. I try not to visit those places. I try to just be like, okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to look for stuff that is just like, here's the information. And here's a study. So this was a study. This is for adults. So this is applies to us adults. Us folk who, back in the day before working from home, and I'm curious if the reason, let me just say this real quick. Because pre-pandemic, we all worked in offices for the most part, unless you're a freelancer or something. Most of us worked in offices or in um, the offices, uh, just places where we had to interact with our coworkers. We didn't have a choice. We had to interact with our coworkers. They were there. And so when the pandemic happened for a year and a half, majority of us 
except for me, <laughs> work from home. Guess what we don't have to do when we work from home? Interact with our coworkers. No one to eat lunch with. No one to go on breaks with. No one to share gossip with. Just, hey, we have a meeting. Okay, plop. Hey, guys, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, bye. Plop. And we're gone. Don't have to think about it anymore. And we're back to our screen. Our big, beautiful screen that has like multiple tabs open. Yeah, we're working. We're also listening to music or watching a movie. But it's there, right in front of us. And no one bothers us. And nowadays, yeah, there's there's this weird expectation to go back into the office. Yeah, there's this weird expectation to go back into work. I don't know why. I, 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 I mean, I do know why. <laughs> because we need somebody to look over your shoulder. We need, an, uh, we need someone to make sure that you're working. I'm certain this has been killer for the people who micromanage. I bet this has been eating them up inside this past year and a half where they're like, what are they doing? What are they doing? I mean, they, look, you probably have keylogger software on your computer. They probably have software that's looking at you through a camera. I'm certain they're spying on you on your work computers. Hopefully not using your home computers for your work, but I have a funny feeling. I don't have a funny feeling. I have a very good feeling that a lot of, a lot of places are just like, what did they just type? What, what did their mouse move? What, why aren't they? So I, I have a funny feeling that a very, strong positive feeling that there's a lot of workplaces not necessarily big places but like you know medium small to medium sized businesses that are like yeah you can work from home that their IT person put a little key logger that's checking out what keys you're pressing what uh, a, a, a thing that texts out what website you're visiting things like that I bet you anything I would be I wouldn't be surprised and they would now want you back in the office because then now they don't have to worry about that anymore they can just you know stand over your shoulder sipping their coffee and watching you you know not look at porn while you're in the office so yeah so now you're alone you guys either have spent time alone with your family roommates friends maybe even colleagues you live together who knows but you didn't get much in the form of social interaction. You get to see the same kind of face every day. Or no face, if you're one of those folk who work by yourself, live by yourself. You see no face every day. You hear no one any, every day. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. Kind of this rotating thing of like, what? Oh, okay. So loneliness sets in. Depression sets in. As according to this article, uh, according to this article here at the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. Again, trying to make it legit. So there's depression, there's anxiety, anger, pent up rage, right? Like you don't have outlets anymore. Like you don't know how to kind of control your emotions. According to this, people sleep less, which I actually think is the other way around. I think people sleep more. Um, as a result of that isolation, um, they uh, they have uh, physical physical ma- uh, maladies and ailments. I was going to say maladments, but that didn't work. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it it becomes where your vision might start to go, and your blood pressure starts to go up, and you just feel like 
the stress is higher. They get just more stressed because you don't have kind of that foundation of seeing what maybe other coworkers are doing, maybe even knowing how well they're doing in their particular projects or something that, that type of, again, that social kind of, um, that socialness going on. And then that becomes part of the social dynamic of an office. And it let, you know, it, it lets us know what social cues we should be paying attention to, to see whether or not we are doing just as well or something like, I think a lot of these different factors help us progress, you know, so it, it, it keeps us from feeling like, um, how we're feeling now, right? Because, even though I know a lot of people really love being able to work from home, I mean, it's so cost effective to work from home. And I agree. I'm actually not saying we need to go back to an office. I actually don't feel like we have to. I'm not for the office environment. Don't get me wrong. But I do understand that there is a little bit of an advantage and disadvantage of being in an office, right? Because then you have your, you know, the disadvantages, oh, you have your boss breathing, breathing down your neck. Oh, you have all of these other factors going on where you have to take the commute, like this hour long, two hour long commute or whatever. And you gotta, you know, you have to be nice to the person that you hate in the office. And you, yeah, you, you know, you have to eat lunch somewhere. And, you know, the, the, that person that annoys you is like, hey, you want to go to lunch with me? I, I want to have some, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, you, you just have to be polite and you go. And, and so there's a lot of stuff in us, in that work environment that can be, I don't know if the negative outweighs the positive, but it can, it can definitely be uh, painful and hurt your own mental health in a different way. But we're seeing now that this, this long prolonged isolation is making us whether we're adults or whether we're adolescents, it's making us depressed. And it becomes manifested in so many different ways. We become more snippy at people. We become more, well, more, more aggressive, less, or maybe even less open. Maybe we, even the people we meet after long periods of time, it's just like, well, our brain doesn't know how to handle actually interacting with someone. Because it's been so long. And so we find ourselves panicking and being scared and just feeling all of these terrible things. Again, uh, making the risk of suicide higher, you know, making the, um, just the, just these depressive symptoms worse. You know, we, we feel like we're no good. We feel like, you know, we'll never get better. This is a terrible time, which I think is also kind of uh, exacerbating kind of the, the headbutting that we see now on social media is that I'm, there's so many people don't really un- understand or really notice that, yes, I'm experiencing depression or I'm experiencing uh, stress or anxiety or all of these things that we kind of just didn't know could manifest in all these certain ways. And here we go. We have a study that says, yes, this is what happens when you find yourselves in these situations and you don't know how to kind of handle it. And we don't know really, right? I mean, personally, I feel like, yeah, look, let's do what... Um. I think it's Belgium or I think it's Belgium in a few weeks because they're just kind of this, their situation. They're going to be like, no, 
this COVID thing no longer a thing. We're just going to go back to a normal world, normal life, no more restrictions, no more nothing, no more masks, no more this, no more that. We're just going to be whatever. I think Sweden kind of did the same thing where they're like, oh, we're just going to be whatever. I know there's a couple of states in the United States where they're going to be like, whatever. And I'm not saying that's the, I, I, I look again, I'm a vaccine guy. I, I, I get sick at weird things. I, I'm a guy who wants to get, uh, jab, not, not a million jabs, mind you. That, that's kind of bothering me a little bit, but you know, I, I, I feel that. Look, I'm vaccinated right now. I'm, you know, whatever safe means. But I also feel like something's got to give, right? If depression doesn't kill us, the vaccine, the, the virus will. And like, so what do we do? How do we balance this out? And this is probably why I'm not in politics or I don't make decisions because in all honesty to me, I feel like, well, at least if we we die from COVID, which is terrible, I hope no one does. I, I don't want that on anyone. But if we don't isolate them, you know, we could be with our family. We could be with our friends. We, we don't have to die alone. While depression, again, will lead to where we just kill ourselves in isolation. I'm not saying that the numbers are the same, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It's so tough. It's so difficult. And it's... Again, this is why I don't make decisions, and this is why no one listens to me, because I'm an idiot. I, I mean, I had a whole episode about how I'm a moron. I am, I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. You know? I, I look at it as, like, you, you got to kind of weigh your options and weigh your – weigh whatever best is best decisions for you in, in how to handle this situation, because I feel like – this kind of circular thinking that we've been going through over the last year and a half to almost two years, this kind of circular thinking isn't really getting us anywhere. It, we think it's getting us somewhere, right? We all think it is. Science thinks it is, uh, whether you, whichever science you necessarily believe in, but we all think it's getting us somewhere when I almost feel like it isn't. Just from observation, just from my own observation and from stuff I've read and from things I've seen, like it just feels like we're just in a, you know, you know, those little, um, hamster, not a, not even a hamster wheel, just those hamster donuts where you can just kind of, they run around with a ball that you're chasing a ball in a circle or like, I guess a cat, it's a cat toy really, where they bat the ball in a circle and just rolls around in this little donutly looking kind of tunnel. I feel like that's all we're doing with this. It's like we, we, we feel like we make prog progress. We, bat that ball forward and then what happens and and i don't know again i don't make decisions uh i don't know what it takes because the yeah so what do we do with this isolation what do we do with this this continued kind of attack on our own mental well-being because that's what it is right that's what it is I mean, it's not an intentional one. Don't get me wrong. It's not an intentional attack on our mental well-being, but it's an attack. Here we are. We find ourselves having to be we believe or we believe who we want to believe. We, we follow the rules we, we feel we need to follow. We go to the places we feel we need to go to because they may have different rules than other places. So we're doing all of this stuff to kind of like make sure we are okay mentally. And a lot of us are scared and a lot of us are for very different reasons and everyone's scared, but it's all the same thing. We're all kind of feeling the same thing. And I don't think anyone gets that. We're all feeling the same thing. It's just for different things. And that's why I'm like, wait a minute. 
if that's the case, then that's a problem. And I feel like there has to be, there has to be a universal, which again, I don't know, you don't know if there's, but there's got to be a universal solution that just says, Hey, we're going to do this one thing and it's just going to fix everything, but it does. It won't because the people are very adamant to stick to, sticking to their beliefs. Everything's become a religion. Everything become, became a team. I hate it. 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 Everything's, everything's a team sport now. And I absolutely hate it, especially since I'm not, a t- I don't like sports. I don't understand obsession with sports teams. I don't. I, I live in California. I live in 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 the Southern California area where the Dodgers rule and like, oh, we bleed blue and like, oh, the, the Kings have to win. Oh, the Galaxy have to be this and like, I don't get it. I don't understand cheering and being loyal to these teams that have nothing to do with you. <laughs> You're not playing for them you're not um they don't represent you in any real way other than they just happen to be playing for the city you live in like i guess that's representation it just doesn't make any sense right yeah i don't have i'm not gonna have time to talk about the one the, the other topic i want to talk about so i'm just gonna keep going uh I was, I was looking, i'm like man do i have time to talk about this other subject that i was meaning to talk about i'll wait for next week and then we'll do a more right cow left coast comment uh topics but there you go i don't understand the team thing and it's now evolved into political teams because as i've been often told everything's politicized everything freaking politicized i hate it covid's politicized you know uh, education's politicized um everything 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 and i hate it food Blah. Blah. and again the one thing i've learned from the po- the politics 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 podcast is that there's one thing that politics is if you can understand that everything else seems st- stupid right the whole point of politics is that these are people in power who want future power right these are just people in power who wants future power and all they care about is that you like for instance we have a recall election here and the two front runners are the incumbent gavin is he incumbent if he's getting recalled i don't know but our current governor gavin newsom and this guy this uh this guy he's a like a radio um host I, I don't know too much about this about the other guy uh larry elder um so those are the two kind of front runners right and everyone's like no gavin cares about this oh no larry cares about that they don't you know what they want you to do they want to tell you hey 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 you person over there that's about to vote for me um can you can you circle my name because i said something you like I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not at, cause guess, guess what? There's people who are in this state or in this country who are going to oppose me and therefore I'll get nothing done. Which is why every president's like a lame duck president for the most part, right? Very few of them actually get things done because they know, right? They know. Oh, well, these people, all they care about is like, Hey, Hey, can you just uh, mark my name in that little circle there so I can have more power so I can go to restaurants without a mask while I tell everyone else to wear a mask? Can I, can I have you circle that little thing there so that I can continue to have power over you and make you think that I give an actual F about any of you guys? Huh? Can you do that for me, please? That'd be awesome. Thanks. Because I get a lot of money from people, a lot of endorsements. I get power. 
And I want to keep that power. So how do I do that? And that's what, it, once you realize that's all they give a crap about is that you marked a little, that you marked a little name on, on a ballot, then you realize everything is stupid. <laughs> everything is stupid because we're all rooting for people who don't give an S about us. They don't care about us in the least. And we want to think they do. We do because we're warm and fluffy and good human beings. Like we want to think that we're doing the right thing. Everyone does. Everyone does. And this is why I don't pick sides on here. This is why I don't talk about sides because I don't like any of it. It's all a sham. It feels like a sham. It, it, even now it feels like a sham. You know? So, and yes, I will be voting in the recall election once I learn more about my, you know, who's available, who are the other people are who are available. You know, because I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like we could do better. Yet, I'm being fooled, right? I feel like, why am I voting? I know I'm being fooled. But I feel like, it, you know, it, it's been so ingrained in me. Like, hey, it's your duty. You know, you're doing a good thing. Look at all the praise and the, the, the likes and the hearts we give you when you post your I voted sticker on Instagram and Twitter. Like, we want to pat you on the back. And that's why it feels good to vote. Because, like, I did something that I feel is actually going to change something. On the, on the big stage, not necessarily. On the small stage, yeah. Yeah, again, all, all politics is local, right? So you want those smaller people. You want your local, even the statewide. It's like, maybe. But really, you want it, your, your, your counties and your cities, like, run with, because they, they, they actually make some change. They actually make stuff happen. It's as you get higher up, it's get, it just gets harder because you just have that many more roadblocks as a politician, right? You just have just so many more roadblocks as you just go up that hierarchy. But when you're at the bottom, it's like, no, we're just going to – look, I I did – I'm going to do this for you. I, I have a, this budget. No one's going to stop me because no one is – there's no one there to stop me type of deal. Anyway, I, sorry for going on this weird kind of political – this thing that I know nothing about yet. I'm telling you about stuff, this stuff. <laughs> um. I really should stop saying I don't know anything. It, it, it makes me, I, I just say it not as like, um, as kind of like an out, but I, you know, I do genuinely feel like I'm an idiot. I do genuinely feel I'm an idiot and I'm stupid. Um, do I, yeah, but uh, mostly because I don't take compliments and I don't take positive criticism. <laughs> it's just so hard. It's so hard. I don't like it. Uh, I'm more self deprecating than anything else, but even then I'm just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a moron. Don't listen to me. But here I am doing a show where I'm like, hey, l listen to me. L I'm, I'm letting you know that you're not alone, right? And you're not. If you've had that same frustrations, I guess that's why I talked about that. If you're having the same frustrations, which is, again, I hate that. We, I, I, I remember the days where people just get voted in and we just forget. Um, mostly because the system kind of worked itself out. Now we're all like throwing stuff at each other all the time. And so not only does the system not work itself out anymore because everyone's I, like wants and needs are, are, are so much more nuanced that even people who thought they were like your friend or your ally are like, oh, no, I don't agree with you because of this one tiny thing. It's like, oh, God. So that's why I'm like, I wish we kind of just went to the times where we were just ignorant, blissfully ignorant. I miss those days. But see, I think that's part of the other problem with this isolation, right? Is that I didn't used to care. And now because 
for a year and a half. I even though I did talk to someone for a year and I, I kind of my life changed for the past year in a significant way. I still had downtime enough of it to where I could see this stuff happening, right? I mean, it was splattered about here and there, never enough to do a full episode of a show, which I should really, I should just maybe do that from here on out, like do little five-minute segments throughout the day. Anyway, so here we are. What do we do? What do we do? How do we change this? How do we prevent ourselves from the loneliness and the social isolation? How do we do that? Well, you can do one of two things. You can move, which I know some people are moving to states that are open and less restrictive. Um, if you are scared currently of the current pandemic, then you're you're fine kind of the way with the way things are. Um, but please take care of yourself as a result. You know, uh, even if you don't meet up with people, maybe start doing Zoom meetings and Zoom meetings, Zoom um, hangouts with your friends, maybe watch movies together. And there's a lot of services that let you watch movies together and TV shows together um, online that, that might help. Just, you know, it, it's minor and it's distant, but it's something, right? We need that something. We need that little bit of something. Like, because, you know, because, you know, here on this, on the, um, uh, I always have to look at his long name, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health article. One of the recommendations is, hey, spend more time with family. But if a lot of people are far from their family, so how do you do that? Um, maintain social connections with the te- technology. Oh, I, that, I just said that. Do that. Uh, ensure your basic needs are met. That's another thing that people don't do is people aren't eating. People aren't having enough, drink enough water. People aren't, you know, according to this, it's like, you know, ensure food, medication, and masks are available for, for older adults. I think they're talking about like older, like older, older, like Pat, like 70 plus, but this is for everybody. Maintain physical and mental activities. This is something I haven't done and I really need to do too. And I, and I recommend this for, for anyone is exercise is so important. Like I say that and I know I'm talking out of my butt right now because I don't follow my own instructions. But man, do I – I used to do it all the time. I used to exercise all the time when I was younger and I loved it. I felt great. I was at my best mental health. You know, I was uh, I was just – oh my god, I apologize for this phrase. But I was laying the pipe down back in my youth. <laughs> like I was just all over the place. I was just – you know, because I was I was doing jujitsu, I was doing um, jeet kune do, I was, you know, um, doing yoga and all of these like because I was in college at the time, so I was able to take these classes and 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 I had a buddy of mine who was taking jeet kune do like with Bruce Lee's former student. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I love Bruce Lee and I love his former students. If I had known them, and apparently now I do. And he kicked me in the stomach to give me a, a rate, you know, when you go up in, in belt, which apparently you start with white and then you get a stripe. <laughs> you don't get a new color. You just get a stripe. But anyway, I got kicked in the stomach real hard by him. That was great. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I missed that stuff. Anyway, so, yeah, physical activity, super important. Mental activities. Keep your brain sharp. I'm, I feel so dumb nowadays because I can't remember, remember names or I can't do simple math in my head anymore because I don't do it enough, right? The more you do it, the more you keep up with it. But I don't, I can't do simple math, you know? Like, I struggle with it and I wish I didn't. So, you know, do mental, you know, do some things that are mentally challenging, things that, 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 
a lot of problem solving stuff like that. I love problem solving. I love finding like, like I, I oh man, you know, through the years, I, I, I would do uh, different types of uh, group activity games that were problem solving. Like, I did a murder mystery dinner once, and I know that's silly and weird and dumb, but you know, I solved it. Well, I, I wish I didn't because I named myself Sherlock, which is so pretentious. But I'm like, oh, I figured out the mystery. I figured out the murder, you know. Like, yeah, I was able to put the, the things together and, and, and solve the problem. And I was like, that was fun. Um, but I wish I didn't call myself Sherlock. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I should have called myself Sherlock. Um, I did a recent, when Alita Battle Angel came out, they had these cool, this cool little like activity, uh, thing in LA where you did like a bunch of mini games and you get like prizes and stuff like that and, and buy like souvenirs and whatnot. And I, and I went alone and I was put with a group of people and we all kind of solved problems. They did it better than I did, but that was a lot of fun, you know, having to solve these puzzles and, and whatnot and trying to figure out like what, like, Oh, what, the, what does what happens if we do this or, or how do you, you know, whatever. It was just a lot of fun. So keep, you know, find things like that. Uh, I, even arcade games, Arcade games can be very challenging. Video games can be very challenging. Find puzzle games like Myst, right? That keeps your brain active because you have to think about the different puzzles and whatnot. So I feel like we need to do that, no matter what your age. And again, this is kind of geared towards much older individuals, but I think this applies to everybody. And finally, it says, pursue outdoor activities while following the guidance of social distancing, I personally live near a park and I see a, uh, sadly, I don't know what happened, but up until like the last few weeks, it been, it was active. It was a, a bump in place. It was like the club, right? Everyone was there. People were walking around, exercising, keeping in shape, you know, um, with or without, I think mostly without masks, just kind of, I think once the mask mandate came back, People were like, I don't really want to wear a mask outside anymore. And so people didn't go back to the park. Uh, some people did without masks. And I, I, it's weird. Again, this is the people I'm, I'm guessing too that these people are like, I'm tired of masks. I don't want to wear masks anymore. Again, I'm just guessing. But the people at the park that I see nowadays still don't wear masks. Like they don't wear masks. They just walk around. They exercise. It's outdoors. They keep their distance. But they're like, I think a lot of people, the people you don't see online, the people you don't see on Twitter and Facebook, I think they're tired of this kind of whole deal. So they go out there, they're exercising, but like the vast majority, I think, are staying home because they're like, I don't really want to go through that again. I think. I could be stupid and wrong. But it's surprising how up until we got the mandate again, they, people stopped going to the park and, and exercising. And again, I, I, yes, you, just being outdoors is a huge deal. I don't go outdoors too much, but man, when I do, and I did last weekend, it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> The world. It's also, it was also super hot. It was like in the, uh, I was going to say forties, uh, in the hun, like nineties and hundreds. Um, sorry. The, the, the girlfriend goes into, they, they do Celsius. They do send, so I, I, I've been learning to do temperature in that way as well as, um, do the, their version of cur their currency and, and, and price things in their currency. So yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's a bit hot. Not not fun to be outside, but you get that vitamin D, man. You get that vitamin D. Just just soak it into your sin, skin. Just just sit there, stand there, just soak it in. Mm. So there you go. 
you gotta you gotta be aware of your moods. You gotta be aware, be self-aware. Again, self-reflective. Think about it. Look into yourself. Why are you acting this way? Why did I just yell? Like, think about it. Think about re relive your actions. I know for some that's an introvert thing where we relive our actions just to be embarrassed by it and feel that embarrassment and never and relive that embarrassment over and over and over again because we like to torture ourselves with embarrassment. But I honestly feel like yeah, if you look back, think, okay, wait a minute. That's interesting. Why did I do that? Did I just say, oh, why did I feel that way? Think about it. What made you there? And then backtrack. Why did I yell at my friend? Why did I, you know, why was I short with my, with my brother or my mom? Why did I, um, you know, why did I clench my fist when I talked to my coworker? Think about that stuff. Why? What is it? What happened? Then work backwards. And like, oh, I didn't do this, or oh, I should have done that. Oftentimes we'll find ourselves realizing it didn't have to go that way. That we could have prevented it from happening. That anger, that outburst, that clenched fist. We can go backwards and figure it out. Just takes a second. Takes a bit of effort. Anyway. I'm sure I lost a lot of listeners now that I've talked about kind of uh, my very generic and kind of worldly view of the current situation. But again, um, I've been avoiding it forever since it even started. I, I, I don't talk about the pandemic really in any in any way, shape or form. I don't give my thoughts on it. You know, like I said, I, I only talked about like, yeah, I got vaccinated. Sure. Um, but I'm an at-risk person. I, I, I get sick I get over the weirdest things. So I did it, you know. Does that mean everyone should? I don't know. I mean, I'm not you. Talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no doctor. Just talk to your doctor and, and, and you do what they tell you. Because who's going to know you better than your own doctor, right? I always feel weird. Like, people, like, listen to this random person on Twitter. It's like, why are you listening to random people on Twitter? Talk to the person who knows you best, who's been working on your body the most, who knows what ails you. Like, talk to them. They should be the ones you should be um, communicating with, not some randos on Twitter or Facebook. So weird. All right. Anyway, speaking of weird, let's go ahead and get into some of the good stuff we have so many different ways to communicate with the show. You can send an email at OFSshow at gmail.com. You can write in. Uh, write in. Well, that's how you write in. You can write in at sincerestarcasm.net. Uh, leave a comment on uh, an episode, and I will read it aloud. Uh, if you'd like, also, we have um, a voicemail, 347-450-4335. That's 347-450-4335. That smells out geek. And you can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at aka the other guy. So we have a, a response here from the last episode from Rank Kyle Left Coast for boarding the leadership. He says, um, it is easy to give into the seven deadly sins. I am, I too am fallible and have not been an angel. To understand that is a beginning towards self-improvement and understanding others and their faults. Free guy was good, but not awe-inspiring. I do not regret spending money to watch it. There are always opportunities to lead to motivate others. 2342, channeling a Nickelback song some way, somehow. Uh, can we avoid strategy, uh, tragedy, strategy, tragedy? What a huge philosophical question. Uh, the illusion of control and the ability to modify one's perception of events occurring around them. Can you give us tips on how to master those things? Okay. Um, 
no, I, I, I didn't. I, I don't think I think I only know the one. I think I like the one or two Nickelback songs. Like it remind me, and this is how you remind me, and um, photograph. I think are the only two Nickelback songs I know. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I like that I know those songs. No, that's fine. I, I don't think Nickelback is as bad as people say it is. I don't really care either way. I remember just the the vitriol that Nickelback got for quite some time. But anyway, tips. Okay, here we go. The most important thing you need to do is to relive your previous day, maybe your previous week, and think about your important interactions. Thinking about those important interactions will lead you to understanding what you could have controlled and what you couldn't. Because when I say you don't have, there's an illusion of control, there is. But I hope it doesn't discourage you from trying to reach out to somebody, trying to reason with them or talk to them or have a conversation with them or communicate with them. I always feel that needs, that's necessary. That's the first thing. But I'm talking when, – when I say the only thing you have that you could change is you in these certain situations is that, well, when you've done everything you could and things still aren't changing and things still aren't going your way, that's when you realize in yourself you kind of have to change. You, you kind of have to change your perception and have to change you and understand that that's kind of the kind of control you just don't have, right? Like the people who get angry at you at a at – a, at a retail store, right? Let's say you're a, um, you know, you're a salesperson on the floor. You're, you were trying to sell somebody some shoes. They get mad because the shoe has a scuff or something. And you oftentimes take it personally, right? Cause it's, we're human, right? If someone's yelling at us or telling us, you know, this is terrible, we often take it personally and we shouldn't. I know that's just like, oh, that's so easy for you to say. We shouldn't. It's tough. It's not easy. You know, it's so hard to separate ourselves and realize this person has an entire life we have no idea about. Uh, again, something that we often forget as human beings. We just assume that this person is out to get us, that this person is thinking about us, and they aren't. These people are living lives that we have known nothing about, usually, usually, right? 90% of the time when you're in these situations, Right. They're with strangers, or even if it's people you know, family, friends. We don't know 100% of what's going on in their life, right? We keep secrets. It's kind of the human thing to do. We all keep kind of something, some type of secret, whatever it is, because we either feel it's not important to talk about, or it's not relevant, or it's just not whatever. We're all living lives that we don't know 100% about. So when somebody gets mad at you, or somebody does something towards you, even though we want to take it personally, because again, human nature, we can't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't because we don't know what's going on in their lives. And oftentimes I see it on the percent of the percent on, on social media. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, blah, blah, blah. okay. Again, these are other people you cannot control and you cannot change their minds. If they're that adamant, you've had your conversations, you've had your discussions, you didn't fight, you didn't yell, you didn't scream. And all they have to tell you back is like, uh, you know, some type of slur. Well, what are you going to do? You move on with life. And it's tough, right? It's so tough to just kind of move on because you feel you're right and they're wrong. And fighting these emotions and fighting these, these, these needs is like, yeah, I know I'm right. I'm always, I'm like, I know I'm right. Like, here's the proof that I'm right, but they just won't listen. I gave them the proof. I gave them the articles. I gave them this. I gave them that. Yet they refuse to accept my truth. 
And it's like, yeah, what's your, it's, yeah, it's your truth. It's not theirs. Everyone has a different truth. It sucks. So what do you do? You control your emotions. You're like, okay, well, maybe the next person I talk to will be a little more open-minded. And so you kind of forget that other person because they're kind of done. They're done. And I love seeing threads that kind of just end on on Twitter and like on Reddit. It's like they realize the person, the last person who spoke just realizes there's nothing I can do. They are set in their ways. They refuse to listen to my reason. I refuse to listen to their reason. Why do I refuse to listen to their reason? Well, that's up to you to decide why you refuse other people's reason. You know, again, it's up to us. We can allow ourselves to be like, okay, we're on your side now. That's up to you. That's totally up to you. That's the fun of this whole life thing is that's the extent of our powers. It's like, if you agree with somebody, it's because you allowed yourself to agree with them. Like, yeah, because you feel that they're, that this person's right or whatever. I, I just love that. They're like, brah, we just, we just fight ourselves so much on these things. So reflect. It's always reflecting. It's always thinking about what you just said. It's always, it's realizing that again, these people are human beings with completely whole lives that we have nothing about, know nothing about. Even if they're your spouse or your brother or sister, your parents, they all have stuff going on. They're all influenced by something that we're not influenced by. Every, our, our, our intricate weaving in our brains, our algorithms in our brains are just so different from everyone else. It's just like, you're, you're never going to find someone who's 100% on your side. And when you find that moment, that moment where you're like, oh, I don't have control over this person. And that's how you know. That's how you realize, ah, oh, they have a whole life. They have a whole thing. I don't, did, that, did that answer your question? I don't think it answered your question at all, right, Kyle? If it didn't, I'll try again next time. I will. I have a whole other topic for, for the next time I do the show, um, which will probably get me into more trouble than this one did. But uh, thank you, Martha, for giving me the topic to talk about this week. Um, if you're offended, if you hate it, if you hate me, if you want to throw rocks at me, if you want to tell me that you're unsubscribing, please uh, do so, uh, at OFSShow at gmail.com and, uh, again, at uh, sincerestarcasm.net. And, uh, that's the only, you, you heard the other ones. I, I, I just, I, I guess I just wouldn't be surprised if people were like, wow, so this is what he get, this guy thinks. It's like, I just, I just think that there's got to be uh, whatever you take, whatever you take from anything I think about any of this stuff that's going on right now. I just feel like there's a solution we're ignoring just because we're so busy butting heads. We're so busy at each other's throats. We're so busy trying to prove the other we're right and you're wrong that we are completely ignoring the solution that's right under our nose. So what's not under our nose is, is the fact that um, you may feel lonely and isolated right now. And you're not in some ways. And I hope that I can be that friend for you. Even in simulation form. Even as a disembodied voice on the internet. I hope that you know that you have a friend in me. We'll talk soon, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making it this far. Have a good one. And uh, be well. Bye.